This is the Cash Value Solutions Podcast, where your hosts, Jason Polmeyer and Kyle Mann, shed light on little-known money truths to help you take control of your financial future and become your own banker. Subscribe, rate, and review the show, and check us out at CashValueSolutions.com. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Cash Value Solutions Podcast this week. What are we going to talk about, Kyle? Well, we're going to go over some conversations that we've been having recently that seem to happen often. I mean, really going over financial certainty. Yeah. Um, so a lot of this stems from just just yesterday, um, the day before we're, we were recording this podcast, um, I had two conversations. Um, one was with the uh, crop insurance adjuster that came out to my field. Um, had some wind damage a while ago, and so he came out and adjusted it. And we sat there and talked for about two hours. And uh, he was talking about how in his family, in the older generation, once they pay off debt, they are just happy with putting money in CDs and and having a 1% rate of return, you know, it, with a bank. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he was frustrated by that. Um, he himself wants to get into some land and stuff and, and you know, thinking of creative ways of financing, you know, they could purchase and he could rent it and stuff and get a better return than that. And uh, the thing I brought up to him was, if these people are happy with where they're at and they don't need more return than that, even if they're losing dollars to inflation, they're just happy because of the guarantee that they have. Yeah. Even though it's little, it's their money and it's guaranteed to them. Well, it used to be where that worked, where savings worked. Um, that's kind of how our economy used to be based was on saving and, you know, just having these assets that And that once you grow. saved up enough money, then you could go out and do whatever it is you wanted to, whether that was build a barn, build fence around yeah. some grass or... But those times were when we didn't have, I mean, the gold or the dollar was backed by gold, so we couldn't have all this price inflation that we have now. And so times have definitely changed. We are more of a debt-based, or we are a complete debt-based. We are debt-based. a debt-based economy now. Yeah, exactly. So, and like, if you look at like Robert Kiyosaki, like how he talks about how, you know, he doesn't just take income anymore. Like he refinances properties that he owns because that's all, like he pays an interest rate, maybe three or 4% interest rate, but he doesn't pay tax. It's better on, than the tax that he would have to pay on that. Yeah, exactly. Um. But we're not taught about this. Like people don't realize. Definitely not. That. And and so how that relates back to this is that generation is not thinking about money in the same way that that younger generation, the crop adjuster in this case, was thinking. And I think it's valuable to point out that people like guarantees and control of money. Absolutely. They they thrive on that stuff. And also liquidity. Too. liquidity as well people do not like uncertainty when it comes to their finances and they will sacrifice return um along with other things just to have certainty with their finances but also think about people who do think like that but then also you know they're told that the only way you can you know retire or whatever is to put money in the stock market so they do that because they're told that's the only way they can do. And then they never look at the statement because it scares the hell out of them. Yeah. 
What if we could bridge that gap, though, Kyle, with IBC? Well, we definitely could. <laughs> People got to be receptive to that. Absolutely. Is the um, issue. I guess it comes down to the fact of, you know, people hear about life insurance from uh, from a lot of financial talking heads, and they talk about how terrible it is to accumulate money. It, it's a terrible asset to accumulate money in. And you know what? They're right in the first few years of the policy, but you have to be able to look past the first few years. Life is not um, a sprint. You know, it's a long-term marathon and you got to be looking at what is going to be best for you over your entire lifetime and if you're saving money in cds or something (laughs) extremely safe like that you're obviously thinking long term because you want to have that cash in the long term so you just need to bridge that gap between the cds and ibc and you know improve your understanding of what ibc is because it can give you everything that that cd is plus more well exactly and and I guess to put it another way of how you just said it is, you can have an asset in the same risk class, um, you know, for for safety of the money, but have so many more benefits, uh, a greater return, a far greater return um, as well uh, with an asset if you understand what you are looking for and how to get a properly structured whole life insurance policy, dividend paying whole life insurance policy. Definitely. Um, the other conversation that I had, um, I was, uh, at the gas station filling up my pickup and, uh, there was a a neighbor there, one of the guys I farm next to. And, uh, we just kind of started talking about crops and the weather and, and, uh, crop sharing and cash rent came up, you know, and, and, uh, I was kind of going on a little bit how, you know, people that have in our area specifically, because we've had good weather patterns the last few few years that have been conducive to raising good crops. Um, the people that have crop shared have come out really well. And in some cases have been making over $200 an acre before, you know, they have to pay their taxes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, where, you know, cash rent, I would say is somewhere between 120 and 150 dollars, maybe in our area on dry land. And uh, he was making the comment. He's, I don't know his exact age. I would say somewhere between you know 58 and 65, probably. Um, he was making the comment how I've been gambling my entire life with this farming. I would rather take the cash rent, even though it's less than what I could have made, you know, on the crop sharing the last few years, and run with it. Because I'm guaranteed to get that, whereas we could have a crop failure and I don't get anything. Yeah. Again, <laughs> the conversation, I was just thinking, wow, I mean, this is going back to control, guarantees, um, liquidity, all these things, like pointing right back at this again. And, you know, I don't have any evidence, I guess, here, studies, but just the conversations that I have in my life with people. It is amazing how much this means to people, but yet the only thing that people are taught to accumulate and save money in, which it isn't really saving, is the stock market. Yeah, and your qualified plan. Yeah. So, but and also think about it in this area, I guess. Most people do cash rent. There's not a lot of crop sharing. So 
that would also mean that most people care about those guarantees then. Absolutely. I mean, it's more evidence to suggest that. Yeah. And and the reason that I, I thought this would make a good podcast topic <clears throat> is because people will oftentimes bring up um, to us not having all their money right away in an IBC policy and what is the rate of return. Mm-hmm. But I think that those are those are things that we can talk about, absolutely, but they should not be what you guys are focusing on. You should be focusing on the control, the guarantees, the liquidity, what you can do with an IBC policy, an and asset, something that you aren't just designating money to this and can never use it again. And also the protection it provides, too, in case you were to die. I mean... That's another thing of certainty that can be added. So if you're taking risks, then your family, you know, is not on the streets because it didn't pay off and you died. Absolutely. Um, I also was thinking about this in the fact of with the crop insurance adjuster, he was going over how, you know, it was difficult for people, uh, older generations in his family to pay down debt and having to do that with third party financers. But doesn't the scenario kind of flip around, Kyle, when you are the one performing the banking function with your own policy. Yes. I'm not saying you can do everything right away, but isn't that more control? Absolutely. By being able to make payments to a policy erratically because there is no set payback schedule. You don't even have to pay it back and if it's you also, don't want to. But it's also pretty cool that, that your total cash value is still accumulating at the same time. Absolutely. I think that I think that people um they definitely overlook all the tremendous benefits that this provides and focus on the fact of well I don't have all my money right away with this policy or well I could earn a higher rate of return somewhere else. Well, you need to qualify those statements because when you're placing money into the market, uh, you could earn a higher rate of return. But you have to realize there's taxes due, there's illiquidity, and you are talking about something that is of much greater risk than what an IBC policy is. Yeah, so and with no guarantees. If you're on the fence about IBC or whatever, I mean, what what does it hurt to read becoming your own banker or farming without the bank or something along those lines and then talk to us and see, you know, what what it's all about. I mean, you might as well See what it's about before you just ride it off and continue doing what you've always done, which maybe isn't working how you'd like it. Or maybe maybe you just flat don't like it. Yeah. Maybe it, it causes uneasiness in your life. And you don't know a different way. Yeah. Which we did. I mean, we didn't know a different way before, so. No. I My dad had started a Roth IRA for me when I was younger, and you know, you hear financial talking heads talk about that, and it's like, well, I mean, that seems like a good place to put money, so I did that for a few years, and yeah. Then Kyle points out becoming your own banker to me and I mean, wow, talk about talk about a whole different financial paradigm to think from. And you're if you're listening to this podcast, you're obviously like someone who dives deep into things cuz it's not like it's easy to find this information out of the blue like if you're just a what you would call a normie or whatever, like it's hard to find this stuff. Absolutely is. And I think just the fact that you're here, you're listening to this, is probably even more evidence of the fact of what we talked about today. 
you crave having some sort of guarantees, control, and liquidity of your money in your life. Definitely. Um, you know, it's why that it's why there's always going to be annuities sold in in the United States because people love knowing that I have a guaranteed paycheck coming to me. Now I'm I'm not comparing an annuity to life insurance. I'm just comparing the guarantee aspect of it that they have mm-hmm. when they purchase an annuity. Yeah. Definitely. Um it's just it's human nature to crave that and you're willing in some cases some people are willing to give up a lot to have that guarantee. Yeah, like zero rate of return and the CDs. I mean, for example. Well, the and also the CDs they're not super liquid because you typically have to, typically you have to pay the interest that wasn't earned to pull the C, pull the money from the CDs. Yeah, unless they can sell it to somebody else, yeah. So, I mean, not super liquid, can be done, but there's a penalty there. I mean, this the IBC policy offers you that liquidity control guarantees with no fees, no, no penalties, penalties to use the money. No. You're going to pay an interest rate to the insurance company, but and another thing I just want to point out how liquid these things are. We just had a client take a policy loan that we helped them with. We started it on Tuesday. Money was in their bank account Friday. Yeah, Friday morning. I mean, that is fast, guys. That's very fast. That is yeah. that is highly liquid. Yeah, I mean, that's probably another thing that holds people back is like, oh, there's some steps to this. Well, it doesn't take much. No. And now, um, for that client, we've set up to where they have uh, an auto draft going on. So they'll have payments going uh, from their banking account right now back to the life insurance policy. And they have an online portal, which they can log into and very easily see principal that is left, interest that is accrued, and uh, enter banking information and however much money they want to pay to that to start repaying that loan at their discretion. Overall, pretty simple. Yes. um, Very liquid, lots of guarantees, control. um, And a rate of return. You're going to get it. I mean, you're going to get something, so... It's it's very respectable, and I, I think it's very competitive. And, you know, it's it's never going to be the rate of return that you see advertised for the stock market, stock market and those things. But I would definitely argue that the amount of money that you have to use over your lifetime from a type of policy like this versus the stock market is going to rival that, that type of plan. All things considered, the tax, um, how things are taxed... Um and the other benefits it provides. I mean, yeah, absolutely. So <clears throat> not that's not what this podcast is about, but I think this is just valuable to point these things out and sure. remind people, you know, of what, what this type of plan offers. So There is another way. There is another way. So anyways, that's all I got for this episode. Do you have anything to add, Kyle? Nope. I hope you guys got some value out of this, and we'll be out with a new podcast next week. This was the Cash Value Solutions Podcast. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review the show. Check us out at cashvaluesolutions.com. And don't forget to tune in next week.